Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts, Matt Butler. I don't talk man. I back it up. And we are talk full of that, man. right. And lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. If you're gonna blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. Welcome to another edition of Longhorn Blitz. Uh, usually, Jeff Howe will be doing the open. Jeff Howe is not with us. He is on a very uh, well-deserved vacation, so we wish him well. Uh, it'll just be me and my man, Matt Butler. I am Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. I'm here with the man behind all of the uh, the uh, the madness here on Longhorn Blitz. It is Matt Butler. What's going on, Matt? How are you, brother? Uh, not much, man. How you been? I'm doing really good, man. I'm doing really good, actually. Uh, I'm just having a good attitude because uh, the AC started freaking out on us last <laughs> night, and our washer went out last night. So technology um, going against yeah, you. Yeah, it's one, of, it's one of things. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the fourth quarter. I'm getting getting beat a little bit, but that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna make a comeback here uh, later on. But because I got the AC people coming on later on today. And I believe we might have gotten the washer working this morning. I was working on it. I could, like a, I, and I had no idea what the hell I like was doing. Like a mechanic banging I really, on things? I, really, I was just banging on stuff. I'm going to say <laughs> I was working on it. I was just banging and pulling on stuff. And I unplugged it for a little while. And then I plugged it back in. And it, it basically started Hey, man. Just need that reset. And I went out there. And I was sweating in the garage for a good 45 minutes. Mm. And I need you work on it. And I yes, I did. I to tell my wife that I, that I worked on it. That's what I, that's what I was trying to do is just tell my wife that I worked on it for a good while. And yep. ended up. Up. Man, once I plugged it back in, it started working. That's so, a little factory reset. Man, I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. But that's all right. I feel good because, uh, hey, man, it's hot and the AC didn't go out, but it just wasn't cooling, which was weird. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm more I'm blessed and more blessed than some folks out there because I know some people out there, man, uh, they had AC issues because the AC guy that I talked to said, oh, man, we've been backed up for people calling us because their AC is going down and it's getting hot yeah we've had records to where like this past week the it sounds weird but oh, it's been the highest low temperature we've ever seen in austin it was like seven straight days where it didn't get out of the 80s so like your average temperature yeah in the, yeah it's up there so those those things are getting stressed yeah so uh, uh good luck to everybody out there just uh please stay cool stay hydrated that's a good thing too that's an important thing um we'll get to some texas football we'll talk about the 2024 uh, SEC schedule release, which obviously, you know, that's a year ahead of schedule, and we'll talk about Texas going to the SEC, but that was the big topic of conversation last week, so we'll get into that and talk about what Texas's future prospects looks like for their first inaugural season into the SEC, uh, and if we have time, we'll dive into some other uh, football news, notes, and nuggets. All right, so let's not waste any time. And we'll also get into A&M and Oklahoma's schedule, too. We'll talk about the rivals a little bit as well, uh, since that's what this schedule basically is all about. Texas schedule uh, in 2024, first year in the SEC. First day of non-con. We can go through the non-con because it was revealed uh, via uh, Horns 24-7 that they're going to play uh, ULM also on that non-con, so Louisiana Monroe. So they're going to play Colorado State at Michigan, Louisiana Monroe, and UTSA. Those are your non-cons. Yeah, the First big house. The SEC. Yeah, that's that. It, Jim Harbaugh's got that thing rolling. Oh yeah. It, I mean, they they look like that looks like Jim Harbaugh football. Yeah, defensively they're on another level, and then well, lines of scrimmage wise, that's yeah, what they're oh, yeah. about. That's why they're a great test for Texas. That's a line of scrimmage test, and that's that's what if you're a Sark, bludgeoning. Four, yeah, exactly. Right, you four years into the Sark experiment at that point, and you your lines of scrimmage should be. Fully at that point, you should you should at that point be be fully evolved and fully developed because you've had enough recruiting cycles to stack stockpile talent and stack talent. Yeah, and when you look at it, like when you think SEC football, you think line of scrimmage to where like this as a non conference game, this is almost one that like 
it's SCC football north. Like that's exactly all they are is a line of scrimmage yeah. type school. But like even more so, we like in SEC nowadays, you have some teams that with some spread concepts. And if you're talking old school SEC, that's straight up Michigan because Michigan, it's like you're watching football from 30 years ago a lot of the yeah. time. Well, they want to play multiple tight ends. Uh, Jim Harbaugh wants to play bully ball. Oh yeah, which... he doesn't tell Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can play if you can bully Ohio State bully ball. You can pretty much bully anybody. So it'll be a great line of scrimmage test for Texas. Uh, I think against Michigan though, Texas by then will have a great skill advantage uh, over most schools, not just Michigan. But in that game, but line of scrimmage wise, I mean Michigan's been stockpiling and producing some high level NFL talent. We'll see by then if Texas is able to keep up. Uh, but they got Lewis Adam Monroe. And then you know Jeff Trailer and UTSA, that ain't no easy win. No way. Hell, man, that game. In two years? That, that game, exactly. That game this year, mm-hmm. hell, this past season, Texas didn't blow that game open until what? Jade Barron gets that pick six? Yeah. And that's what, mid third quarter? It was, I mean, it was a one point close game. Same, that, that, exactly. That was a one score game, uh, two and a half quarters in. And if you don't get that pick six, Honestly, that's, that's going to the fourth quarter as mm-hmm. a one-score game. Yeah, and UTSA is the type of team that you even saw come bowl season whenever they were down some of their key players. It doesn't even matter. Like You can tell that trailer, he even had some type of offers to leave, but he really wants to be. It, it would take a major, like almost in-state school for him to leave UTSA. I think, I think that's a place that he feels like he's building something. So sometimes you look at these schools and they're like, hey, well, he might not be there in two years unless it's some school that's like, say, a Baylor. Makes him an offer he can't yeah. refuse. Or, or yeah. yeah, a big-time school big time from school out of state. Comes out. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe could go do it. But otherwise, he's really content with he, building that he, into a power. Yeah, I wonder if when Hogerson, because Hogerson's in, on the hot seat too, yeah, I wonder U if H. U of H in H-Town is attractive enough for him. Yeah. But it is, you know, I, I know. Well, he, now that it's a big it's UTSA and say, I'm saying I wonder now if it is. With, yeah. And then the UTSA thing, I wonder if he considers that enough of a leap or does he want to build UTSA into yeah. being basically the U of H now of, you know, the new era because U of H now is into the Big 12. Because the U commitment. of H is a sleeping giant. Yeah, because I mean, of the commitment that you get. <laughs> From the administration, like, you know, a lot of it, the uh, deal with college coaches is if you get to know the people and understand that they really are all in or not. So, like, he probably has a good feeling with with who he's working with at UTSA if that's going to be a long-term endeavor or if, like you're saying, he maybe needs to go jump ship in a line somewhere. But otherwise, if he stays there and is that head coach going into 2024, that'll be like the first time he has a full wave of kids in and out throughout oh. the pro. Like that'll be his program through and through to where that'll be it. They'll be much better than they were this past year. And they were as good as a second tier school you can find back in the state. Back to back conference champions. No, yeah. Jeff Trailer can coach his butt off. They go undefeated. And honestly, yeah, they. Even when they played Texas this year, most people forget they were down like two starting offensive linemen going in the game. And mm-hmm. during the game, they had a couple of offensive linemen that dropped during the game. Yeah, now their quarter, they just had <laughs> great skill guys. Frank Harris being yeah, able to wide receiver pressure. He transferred, though. I saw uh, that. Cephas? Yeah, they, they, had one of, they had one of the best wide receiving cores in the country. And one of them mm-hmm. actually uh, ended up transferring recently. I don't know where he went. I forget. But uh, anyway, but getting back to it, though, UTSA, that's not an easy win. We just no. broke it down for and everybody knows that. Now, Jeff Trailer may be gone by then. Yeah. Maybe your hope is that Jeff Trailer has been, you know, courted by some Plug. big-time school by then, and then he leaves. Um, that would be probably the hope, but I don't know about it. He sounds like he wants to build something. I will say at U of H, though, if Dana Hogerson ends up having a bad season and he's mm-hmm. out, and if U of H, I guarantee they sh- they'll be going after Jeff Trailer. If they're not, they're just smart, and I think they'll go after him. Yeah. Uh, man, U of H has a sugar daddy. I would say it's good to have a sugar daddy because mm-hmm. Tillman Fertitta is a sugar daddy, 100%. and he's willing to pump money into the program. It's always good to have one or two of them. We saw that when he took Holgerson from West Virginia, yeah, like from a Big exactly. 12, big-time institution. Yeah, yeah. no question. Uh, okay, um, getting back to the schedule. Okay, let's get into the SEC schedule here. Okay, so you'll have, uh, of course, your neutral site game with Oklahoma uh, at the Texas State Fair. But you've got at A&M, at Arkansas, um, at Vanderbilt. Uh, you're going to be hosting Georgia, hosting Florida, hosting Mississippi State, and hosting Kentucky. Yeah. I was pretty surprised when I saw it on there because A&M still hasn't had Georgia come to Kyle Field, and Texas is going to get them, I guess, before 
You even have A&M get them, which is just crazy. I'm glad that the Aggies got it at home. I know that <laughs> there was a debate about this, and Longhorn fans were being petty and didn't want the Aggies to have it at home. First of all, listen, beating the Aggies in their house is so much sweeter. They do all their little rituals and You were on the field the last time it happened. Oh, man, it's so much sweeter when you get to see how sad their faces are <laughs> in Aggieland. That's way better. They do their, what do they call it, humping, where they do yeah. all the stuff. Well, I don't um, know what it's called. They do. They do a thing called, I think it's called the hump. hump. I don't know what. The, I'm not disrespecting the Aggies. I'll look it up. But they do something called all oh, the traditions. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying. The grabbing... They do, oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Trust me, I'm not an Aggie, but you Aggies, you know what I'm talking about. But either way, I think it's good for the Aggies because the only people that really cared about where the rivalry was rekindled, say that five times fast, mm-hmm. uh, is the Aggies. They're yeah. the only ones who cared about it. The Longhorns didn't care. The SEC, don't, I don't think, really gave a damn either. No. Nobody else in the SEC cared. If the Aggies cared about it that much, let them have the win. Only petty Longhorn fans didn't want them to have the win. That's why I love the CDC. It was like, we don't care where they're going to rekindle the rivalry. We'll play mm-hmm. them anywhere. Yeah, play them anywhere. Of course we'll play them anywhere. If it, if it matters that much to the Aggies, and it did because they felt slighted, and I understand why they feel slighted. I'm not mocking the Aggies. I'm an Aggie sympathizer. I'm one of the few uh, in Longhorn land because I was almost an Aggie myself. So I'm not, I, I understand why they felt slighted because they believe they forged their own path mm-hmm. uh, to, to, indi- to individualism, right? their own identity in the SEC, and everybody mocked them at the time, and turns out, they were right. Yeah. And, and now fans like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's not a bad out. path you guys forced over there. We're going to follow the same path. And Aggies are like, you got you, you got to be effing kidding me. You're going to follow the same path, and now we're back in the shadow of the Longhorn brand, and we mm-hmm. don't want to be there. And But, I mean, it's hard to avoid that shadow. It's a huge shadow that Texas casts, and the Aggies don't want to be underneath that shadow anymore. I'm not saying they can't beat Texas, all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying – in the 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 Texas Civil War between Texas and Texas A&M when they couldn't play, um, I do believe that the Aggies, you know, they took some pride in being the SEC, oh, yeah. the Texas team in the SEC. They and, were the ones loudly chanting SEC. Yes, I don't see many Texas fans being like, "Hey, we want to chant SEC." Yeah. it's like, no, we're going to bring our brand to join the SEC. Exactly. So I, I understand why they feel slight, and I, I don't know if there was a gentleman's agreement behind the scenes with. with Greg Sankey, the commissioner, who knows? Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. I think the for, for the Aggie faithful, I think they believe, hey, he told them that, the, don't worry, the Longhorn, Longhorns are not going to be there. And when the Longhorns did decide to infiltrate the SEC, the deal was, oh, you'll have the first game. It'll be in Aggie land. Who cares? The Aggies care. Yes. So that's why, give it to them. I'm glad, Aggies, I'm glad you got it. Good for you. All right, don't be petty about it. Longhorns be able to, should be able to beat them in Aggie Land, but that makes the schedule a lot more difficult. Let's be yeah, honest, because Aggie sure. Land is a tough place to play. I'm, yeah, I'm, when you look at the schedule with them, I mean, it's sort of cool the way it worked out because at first we were talking, well, when we go to the SEC, is it going to be eight games or nine games? Nobody had defined that. Nobody said yeah. how many conference games there would be. When you look at this schedule, you end up having it aligning to where there's eight games, eight. but then one of the games that would be considered – your home away type game, you have Oklahoma as sort of an away game. So Texas only has three true road games where most of the teams across the SEC have four true road games, but they're counting our, you know, not our one neutral field one as an away game to where, like, when you have AM and then, you know, Arkansas and Vanderbilt are your only trips. Like, we've already went to Arkansas in a road setting, which yep. was a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about sort of getting away with not having to have a road game inside conference. That's a bit of a competitive advantage compared to the rest of the schools. I would agree with you. My counter would be, to play devil's advocate, all your rivals are away from DKR. You play all your rivals away from you. you oh get, yeah, this you first get, year. Yeah, you don't get exactly this. But if first this year, is how get, it aligns for the get, whole way, that yeah. would be a well, bit. No, of a, it won't obviously it'll it'll flip. rotate and everything. But for the first year, none of your all your rivals are away. I think it's kind of cool. But yeah. I mean, you're in enemy territory. All right, hostile territory for all your rivals. And probably tie, Texas, Oklahoma, I think, actually kind of favors Texas because it's in the state of Texas. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that, but it's away from DKR, and mm-hmm. I think that is – so that's my counter. You got to go to Arkansas again, and we know. We just saw it. No, man, it is – it, it, it lets you know. 
yeah. exactly what the SEC coach is going to be like. Get your mind right, Texas fans. And I know y'all was shocked by it. Oh, I, yeah. I talked to y'all after that. It was like, no, we were, we, were, we were shocked by it. Mm-hmm. But that, but Arkansas fans, that's a special hatred. Yes. Most fans, they just have horns down kind of hatred. Arkansas fans have we want to harm you kind of hatred. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be much different than Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Vanderbilt, well, you're yeah. going to be like, hello, Texas. Even, even Ole Miss, I think it'll be a little bit different. Right? Oh, yeah. It'll be a different type of harassment. Uh, the Arkansas harassment, I get it. Like It's like you, you are in, you are in fear. For your you safety. were there the last time Texas <laughs> went to Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. it seemed like it was a fun road it's trip. It's a fun road trip. They're great fans, great energy. Yeah, not- said, the Arkansas energy is different. It's a different you wouldn't energy. want to go hang out it's in the Grove. It's a watch. It's a watch your back energy. Yeah. Watch your back, man. Watch you your aren't going to be hanging out all night partying <laughs> in their tents. No, 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 no. I think we. So it's like I said. That's. I do think for Lowen fans, you, you play all your rivals on the road. And the Aggies, you know, we've traveled. And we 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 live amongst the Aggies, and we'll mm-hmm. travel there. They're a classy fan base. They're they're gonna make it tough on you. They're gonna be rowdy, but they're a classy fan base. I I can't remember fights and stuff. Yeah, breaking Arkansas out there like them. the Mountain Aggies. Like yeah. they're just further <laughs> yeah, no, up there. There'll there be some fights. There'll be some fights out there. Some stuff. A little Appalachia Aggies. Yes, no question. So I do think that is gonna be tough for the Longhorns. Um, but I think it's like I said, I, you play all your rivals. I do think it's great, and I know they have the. This is basically the one seven model. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have one annual rival and then you rotate seven other teams. Uh, remember, Greg Sankey said they will revisit yeah. the three. That would mean that Texas is only playing yes. Oklahoma. Yeah, so they'll, they'll revisit that. He said they'll revisit it in 2025. Yes. So they're going to – my guess is that they'll get to the 3-6 model in 2025, and it won't, this really won't – the discussion about the one main rival won't matter. It won't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Now – and also, you said three six. That's nine conference games instead of eight. Yes, which I think they just want the broadcast networks to pay for. They, yeah, they just don't want to give an extra co- SEC conference game without being compensated. I yeah, because the TV deal. Issue. Yeah, if it aligns, you know I mean? it aligns with the new TV deal. Yeah, that makes exactly. Total and sense. I think they want them to see, get a little taste of, hey man, this new look SEC, and they go, I know you want an extra. And hear game. of actual numbers. Yeah, <laughs> like when exactly. you because like they yeah. like when they when they saw the Texas Bama number. And it was like last year, like there was a national championship game, and I believe one game late in the season, maybe it was the Ohio State game, but like it was the top college football game until you got to the games that you're playing for championships. You know what? And you just kind of brought me to a different kind of topic. Well, it's not a different topic. It's uh, along the same lines, but it's about the 2024 SEC schedule and with the Aggies. For the first time, I believe in, I don't know what, 25 years maybe, the Texas, Texas A&M game will be bigger than the Texas OU game unless something drastically happens in between now and 2024. It'll be bigger than Texas OU game then. It could be. It depends. Because I it, assume Texas so A&M be, be will both be good. Played. Yeah, I assume. My, my assumption is the Aggies won't be te- terrible. It won't be bad. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And who knows about any of this? But the way – and yeah. it you know, kind of leads – The fervor that comes with it, yeah. Yes, because you just haven't played in so yeah. long, right? It's been, you know, 11, It'll be 13, 13 years, years by, then. by then. Yeah, it's been a long time. Texas OU is always a hot and heated rivalry. It's one of the best, you know, atmospheres in all of college football. Um, but it, it it is something right now that we've seen. And if Brent Venables doesn't, you know – bring the program back to kind of prominence uh, to where uh, the standard that Oklahoma is used to. I don't know if it'll be as sexy in 2024 as Texas and Texas A&M yeah. rekindling the rivalry. No, I'm not won't. saying it'll always be like that. I'm just saying for the for the first time in yeah. 20-something years, I think it will be. And I do think after that, maybe depending on how Texas and and, and depending on when they schedule it. Mm-hmm. That's also going to be big. See, one thing that I think that hel- that hurt that helps Texas OU as a rivalry over Texas a- Texas Texas A and M. It it we can get into the depth of it and why it'll always be bigger than Texas Texas A and M. But it's earlier. Yeah, it's the only yeah, other you, game you, like you, it's Florida Georgia. They do their game yeah, and it's also it's early earlier. in the season. But it's the only one to where it really is on its own island early in the season, and it isn't like I mean. Because when Florida and Florida State play, they would play at the end of the year. Texas and Texas a and you have rivalry week yeah. forever growing up. And it's up. great if y'all are both great, if y'all yeah. are both really good, but how often are y'all both really good? At the middle point of the season, basically when Texas and Texas OU play, mm-hmm. you, Texas and OU play, you still have that that 
really the mystery, I should say, yeah. of both teams still being considered pretty good. They're both probably still ranked at that point. If you haven't screwed up non-conference, yeah, it's a big time, yeah. you know, top five matchup. It isn't like the way Ohio or Ohio State, Michigan, like they have to survive the season to make that game yes. be what it is. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um. So I, it helps it, but I do think. Depending on what they schedule it, I do think in 2024 it'll be the first time that it I actually think I got a feeling that's going to be scheduled the way traditionally it was around Thanksgiving weekend. Who knows if it what day it lands on around then, but I would think that they're going to still push it back. But who knows? Maybe they'll want to change it up and get numbers. Yeah, and then if that, if that is the case, if they push it back, um, it will honestly it'll never be as big as Texas OU. Uh, unless A&M and Texas both can kind of, like you said, survive the season and both be ranked in the top ten. Because we've seen the way that games have been. I mean, we've seen conference games now. Like when we were kids, you almost never had conference games those open in three weekends. But nowadays there will be a few conferences that choose to bump up a few games. Yeah, It would be interesting to see if they try to change it up and get that one right out earlier just to kind of keep it sexy. That would make Texas' schedule so front-loaded with Michigan, Oklahoma, and A&M. It would help Texas. I'm talking about no, no, overall. Yeah, for sure. It would be be fun. The SEC is trying to prioritize rivalries. Yeah. They believe, like – Gordon Gecko believed in the movie Wall Street that greed is good for capitalism, that rivalries are good for sports, uh, for really for sports, but also for college football. Like mm-hmm. really, and they prioritized the rivalries. Even in the schedule, you can tell they tried to keep as many of the rivalries as they could. Hell, and even Texas, Texas playing all of its rivals. They yep. want Texas to play. That's why I think they'll ultimately go to the three six model. They want everybody to have rivals. We'll get into the Aggies because the Aggies right now don't. Now they're getting back one of their rivals, yeah. but they don't. They they want to be a main rival. It's like yeah, that's why I wish Coach they don't Leach have a, was still around. Yes. When I saw this and saw Mississippi State there, like I, my first thought was immediately with Leach versus Texas. You know, like they, there's yep. even some type of attachment with Miss, them being they, there, right? Yep. They, they got a right. They got a main rival. Like A and M is in. They, there's a couple of SEC, SEC teams in this weird place where they don't have a main rival. It's like they they don't want to be Texas side piece anymore. Yep. They they know Texas and Oklahoma. They're the main thing. Hell, they went hand-in-hand to the SEC. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma know they're good for one another as rivals. And A&M, and I can, I can understand it, they don't want to be the side piece of Texas anymore. They're cool with playing them as, you know, a one of their rivals, but they want a main rival. Yeah. Um, and the thing about rivals is just like when you go out in public with your significant other and someone tells you you're out kicking your coverage, kind of a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, you know, you're, you're, you're a little too ugly to have somebody <laughs> that good looking. <laughs> what are you um, saying about me? Yeah, exactly, her. but you'll take it. But that's the t- truth about rivals. Everybody wants to outkick their coverage when it comes to their rival. Nobody wants a rival where they feel like, you know, they're punching below their weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their rival is beneath them. That's oh, why yeah. LSU. Exactly. I was about to say, that's how LSU views yes. Aggies. You ask them about the, the, uh, the A&M Aggies, as, Texas A&M as a rival, and they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. no. No, they'll scoff so you at you. Look at A&M, and A&M, like, they look up to that LSU game. Yeah. Every, and Arkansas, both of them, those are their two. When you see, and when you look at this schedule, they're still there. Like, SEC is maybe just leaving it in the back of their mind. Oh, no, the SEC wants it. Yeah, yeah, they but they Texas just know, and and LSU, LSU knows it's Alabama, and then Arkansas knows it's Texas, even though Texas wasn't even in the conference. And that's the thing about it, because Bama's like, you know, LSU would want to be Bama's rival, even though Bama already has, has Auburn. Auburn. And all great football brands, all great sports brands, you could argue, mm-hmm. they're almost like comic book heroes. They have mo- they have multiple villains, like tons of villains. LSU and tons has of rivals. became their Oklahoma for yes. Alabama. Uh, so it's it's we yeah because Auburn yeah I mean Auburn and Alabama they're kind of natural they got their main thing already like yeah they, it's, it's that's how Texas in. and A and M were forever yeah until like the competitive then. advantage right. sort uh, of heightened others and so I I don't know who the Aggies' main rival is going to be I think naturally it's LSU but LSU fans don't want to claim them no. because they don't think the Aggies' program is on their level and let's think about the Aggies the Aggies. You know they're not a blue blood, but they spend money like one. They they're living in the same neighborhoods. They drive the same cars. They hire a coach that a blue blood pays their coach like a blue blood. They got big money boosters like a blue blood. They just haven't achieved the status of being a blue blood yet, and that's why they kind of have program dysmorphia. Uh, they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just don't really. They they, they do as a yeah. program, but I get it. I understand why you almost have to think that way. On otherwise, how are you going to compete? 
Yeah, it's yeah. the Kwame Kabil quote. You yeah, false enthusiasm exactly right. yeah. goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get what the, why the Aggies are doing what they're doing. I just And I understand the frustration, too. But getting back to it, here's the, kind of the ultimate question um, that really is kind of the extension of the other one about, you know, the Aggies. Who's going to win the SEC first out of the former Big 12 teams? Yeah. Oklahoma, Texas, or Texas A&M? Well, if Lincoln Riley was still around, I'd It'd say I'd have to give go. them a It'd head start. See, but it ain't easy anymore. No. I, I want to say Texas. I think I, I literally would put almost, I mean, from because I, I can't have that much confidence in Oklahoma going forward until they at least get back to what Oklahoma's been doing. It was only one year, but it was a pretty rough year. And then the way A&M has been able to recruit, but like, I mean, Jimbo's offenses look like he's still playing in the 90s and he's playing with some really good players, but like then their defense looks soft and they have all these great players. So, like, it just, it's been really weird to see what the way the Aggies, because the Aggies had that momentum really looking good 2020, 2021. And the last year and a half, it really did look ugly for them the way they closed both seasons. Yeah, that's a that's a that's an antiquated offense, man. Yeah. It looks. That's, I don't even know how you recruit players who want to play in that offense. No, it no. looks so old school. So I'm glad they got. Was it Bobby Petrino? Yeah, brought in. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't know how great well, of an idea. Right. But, but, but you're right. He's On the field, a, he's good. He's got a modernized. Can offense. he keep his job? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Give him a caretaker. So, but also, they don't know if he's going to call the plays. But they yeah. got to modernize that offense. The, the, yeah, the big issue with the Aggies right now is scheme and culture, um, and I think you know Jimbo Fisher. I think he can re- he can remedy rectify those things and fix them, uh, but you know it just takes him a little time. And yeah, I think Petrino brings you the scheme, but not the culture. So yeah, then the culture is a separate else. thing. Uh, for Texas, yeah, I would love to believe that Texas is the easy answer now that Lincoln Riley is no longer in the picture. Here's my big butt, the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B, Megan the Stallion size butt. And I listen, I, I do still I'm gonna pick Texas. It's this question, just cause I'm a homer. Yeah. And like I said, it, yeah, it, it, it makes if, sense. If, if Lincoln Riley was there, it'd be easy. Yeah. But I'll give you my reasons why I'm picking Texas. But this is why Devil's Advocate, I mean, picking Texas is actually kind of a long shot too. I mean, you're talking about how many Big 12 titles in how many years has the two? Big 12 been around? 26, 27 years? Yeah, two. Two or three. 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 Yeah, the first yeah, yeah. I forgot about the first, sorry. So we're talking about the hey, one of the heydays of Texas football, yeah. like one of the greatest eras in history of Texas football. And, still and you only got two Because Oklahoma era, was in the way. Total. Because Oklahoma was in the way. Because, okay, exactly. So, but that's the only thing and, is if Oklahoma isn't in the way, that's why it might change, you know, because Stoops and Riley had it going. And Oklahoma we just, was in the way, and Baylor and K State got theirs. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did. <laughs> like that's they found when, a way to get that's theirs. That's when Texas like, needed to. But you're rich and rich. Yep. You got all the Agreed. advantages. You're Agreed. rich and rich. You got all the advantages. You got more talent. You got more money, more resources than everybody else in the, in the conference. And it's not even close. At that time, they didn't have the culture. It was years, even with the the one of the second greatest coach in the history of Texas football. Yep. You got just two. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to go to the toughest conference in the history of college football, and with with an unproven coach. And how I many? That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I agree, that's a, but it, that's, a, that's but, a lot to throw out there. But and, the question was, and your that, assumption is, it was. Oklahoma, Texas, or a I know who's going to win it first. Out of those three. I know, but I'm just saying. So out of those three, I put us ahead of them. But that doesn't mean we could still have zero and be ahead of those three. No, no, because I said who's going to win it first. Okay. And you said Texas is going to well, win first. I, then, and I agree, yeah. but I'm just saying that you, you will admit there's some homerism there. Oh, yeah. Because the, the case to be made against For it sure. is a pretty solid case that what? Yeah. You're going to be the first to win it? Uh, what? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, like. It, that, but it's just compared to Oklahoma, where Oklahoma, Oklahoma got, is Oklahoma this year. 14 Big 12 titles. Agreed. But you and I prefaced this already as to why we think they're ahead of Oklahoma. With with nine different quarterbacks. My point is, overall, they're a better football program. Mm-hmm. Like, period. Like, Agreed. Period. You know what I mean? So you Agreed. may pick a program you think is trending, but they're a better football program. The argument against Oklahoma would be you. it's very tough in sports, in any sport, to hire three all-time great Hall of Fame coaches in a row. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the Steelers have done it, but it's tough. Like, it, there are not a lot of examples of being to hire three of them in a row. Yeah. At one point, you're going whiff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, that, it, and I, I guess I'm not saying whiff. I don't know if Brent Venables is going to be terrible. I'm not, I shouldn't say whiff. But is he going to be 
top five within his profession in, in two years, like Lincoln Riley and Bob Soups both were. Yeah, that's like, you know hard, I mean? like, to was, that's hard to do. So that gives I, Texas so a head start. That's my point. It's like that's the argument against Oklahoma. It's like, guys, I I ain't saying Brent Venable is going to be trash. I'm not on that bandwagon. But the the you know what I'm saying the the odds of them hiring three top five all time great Hall of Fame coaches in a row or against them could it be three out of four? Sure, but three in a row is tough. Yeah. And that's why I said that's the argument against him. It's like you can't, you ain't gonna hire three in a row. Brent Venables might be a good coach, but he ain't gonna be top five like Stoops and Lincoln Riley both were. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, where and Texas that's gets Texas, a head start. Exactly. There you go. I'd agree with that. But you also admit it ain't just you. You act like Oklahoma been the only thing in Texas way. They've been getting beat by Oklahoma State and beat by K State and beat by Iowa State. So let's not act like the only thing in Texas way was Oklahoma. What? No, 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 no. The only thing in Texas way been Texas. Yeah. And other schools that have been whipping up on Texas too. So that's kind of the point as well. That's why this season is really big. You wanna you want me to really answer that question with authority and confidence and swagger? I need to see what Sark does this year in this expanded new Big 12. Because if you can compete in it and you can play for the Big 12 title and you can win it, then they'll give me confidence that, hell yeah, Texas is going to be the first to do it. But, I mean, what? Right right now, really admit, that's just going on faith. That's You know, you don't have a lot of evidence to back that up. I don't have a lot of evidence on either side. My point is, I could argue either way. You, I, I mean, to be honest, if we're going <laughs> to answer the question, which one's the first to do it, that's sort of saying, well, which one of these three will eventually do it? The best chances would be, well, none of them are going to do it for a long time. <laughs> So, like, if if that's the answer you want, but but if we're answering the, the question the way it was phrased, which of these three? Which of the three? I'm still taking Texas ahead of Oklahoma. I would take going Texas forward. too, but my point is, like, well, let's admit, we, you know, we do a show here. We try that's to why be I admitted ob- none of us are that, that. Hey, okay, well, I'm be devil's advocate. When you say Texas, let me give you the argument against Texas. We say Oklahoma. I just gave you the argument and against the, Oklahoma. The ultimate like, the one is none of us yeah. are Bama. And LSU and Georgia are going to be riding pretty high for a while. And then think about it. The, the teams that used to come up and snipe Texas every now and then, the Iowa States. The they K have a States ton of them to, over there. <laughs> the Cam the Newtons was <laughs> Auburn <laughs> or like, yeah. Yeah, you're Kentucky. Florida. Florida Mississippi State. And, yep, Florida. Yeah, Florida. I agree. So, that listen, it's a, obviously it's a hypothetical thought experiment. But uh, I'm going to go with Texas just because I do think Sark is building really well. But he's still the issue with Texas right now. It, and in my opinion, is honestly coaching. Like that's the question mark. Texas, the, the question mark is not talent. Right now, it is not even development because last year they did a great job in development. So mm-hmm. you know, I could be critical about that, saying you know, let me see it two years in a row. Um, but I actually like the development path everybody's on. And I think that's really good. The, the development of Quinn Ewers and his trajectory will probably determine if they compete for the big uh, win the big 12 title this year. But the big issue this year for Texas is it's just, it's coaching. It's being able to win the chess match within the game. Uh, once uh, Sark is off script and uh, that second been a second half four quarter team. Mm-hmm. And if Texas can do that, and that's mostly coaching, being able to adjust and have counters and anticipate adjustments and have creative counters ready to go. If he can do that, and that's the test I think for Texas, they will be in the big 12 title game. And they'll have a chance to win the whole to win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's where this year, that when you look at the way that the schedule works out, you have a decent shot at it. And I mean that that Alabama game is going to be that litmus test on the front end to really know, man, if Texas can somehow go in and get a W there, the expectations are just going to fly oh, through the, hype the roof. train. No breaks. Yeah, it could be good or bad. It yeah, go, exactly. It could smash into a mountainside yeah. or go uh, off a cliff. That's what or... made 08 so brutal because <laughs> Texas beat Oklahoma pretty early. Like when you look at the way Texas, yeah. we already talked about it. And then you had to go through that gauntlet of the Big 12 Conference. That year was really tough. Like that year. That was probably the toughest schedule. The, yeah. The, that was like an SEC one. schedule. Was, like when yeah. you looked at the SEC back in 08. It wasn't as strong as the Big 12 was in 2008. The Big 12 South, the way that Texas had to play in the South, I mean, you could argue for the 
five, six best teams in the country, like were was, all in the Big 12 South, and you only had six teams, so you had to play them every single year. So, like, that year, the expectation just went through the roof so quick. That's why that Alabama game will be really huge for expectations, but then you already know it has no bearing on the Big 12. So even if you do lose it, you can still have all of the things that you want in your grasp, and you can sell all the stuff to the players in the locker room that you still have everything to play for and all those things along those lines. So it, it you can sort of see the silver lining both ways for Texas to where even if it doesn't end up the way you want, you still can have a good feeling. Now, Texas gets blown out, then it's going to give you more things to I worry just, about. I, I just don't see, don't see it with blown out. with I, Alabama's yeah. uh, offense. I don't think so either. Like you, the way Especially that now we don't know what the quarterback really is going to be. Exactly. Like it's it's making me feel better and better every single week. The closer we get to the season, looking at that game, but that's just why that game is going to make this whole season. It, it's going to totally hinge on being okay this is texas football or we're going to be texas football out of control on steroids if you end up winning that first game against them yeah uh that's why that whatever they put that utsa game kind of worries me too it's like hey man don't be sleeping on that utsa game oh yeah and that quarterback's coming back isn't he yeah uh, Frank Harris. It's like 60 or something like yep. that. Seemed like he'd been there forever. He, he has been there forever. I think I really do think he's been there at least six years. I'm not yeah, joking. Yeah, I, I, I agree fully. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get uh, back to the schedule. Also, you're going to host Georgia, Florida, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. That is sexy, though. Mm-hmm. You get Georgia, who might be a three-time defending champ, who knows, at that time. Uh, but you'll get Georgia. That is that's pretty, you know, that to me, that's why you went to the SEC. That's a reward for the fans is that now when you get your you got your season tickets or you pay for a ticket, you have a chance to get Texas, Georgia it, at DKR yeah. uh, or Texas, Florida at DKR. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. That's sexy. Those that two is. big And then you still get your normal Texas OU up in, you know, yep, the yep. State Fair because, I mean, yeah. that's sort of the same type of feeling like, Texas fans look forward to that game and then the home games, and to have those two at home really is a big deal. Yeah, Georgia, it's pretty crazy again that we're playing them at home before they play in Kyle Field, <laughs> and then they yeah, like that. That's the trade that they made with the Aggies. But getting Florida, I mean, those are your two toughest. But when you look at the schedule, when you think in your mind, well, because you when you hear SEC, you only think of the top half of the conference. So then when you t- say we're going to the SEC, you're thinking you're playing this murderer's row every single year but that isn't the way the schedule works out to where like yeah you always have you guess when you when you saw texas was playing in the sec you were sort of assumed a&m and arkansas and ou were on it and then when you go through it's like okay well we only have to play florida and georgia and we get them both at home i was like i'll take it when i first Mm -hmm. saw this i was like even though it could be tougher and there are still tough games i was like man we got off pretty easy we got vanderbilt in there we got Kentucky in there, Mississippi State hasn't been so great the last couple of years. Like that's not too bad of a schedule considering what it could have been. Uh, yeah, because you they don't you know you played Bama back to back, so you ain't got to get Bama on there. Yeah, you know, I mean, that we was, already had LSU in non conference, yeah. so they didn't put them the there, LSU. and then they even yep. put Arkansas in there, even though you've been recently in the non conference against them. But that's because of your traditional rivalries, I assume. Uh, yeah, no question. That's why I said you, you can tell they prioritize rivalries. But I'm with you. I, I don't. You know, it could have been tougher. I don't think there are easy schedules in the SEC because it's the SEC. Yeah, they're favorable schedules. Um, and actually, I think the Aggies actually got a favorable schedule. Um, yeah. And one thing I do think is cool that the the road trips for the Longhorn fan road trips and I mean really just all the games period because your yeah. road trips are not going to be really cool. I mean, now you're talking about going to down the road. Ole they will Miss be. now and yeah, LSU. Oh, that's going to be a great trip too. Um, even going to, to, to at Florida whenever you mm-hmm. go to Florida in Gainesville, that's going to be a really good trip. So the I think, swamp. yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool experience for all the Longhorn fans out. The the really faithful ones that travel to all the games. I know a lot of people that go to all trying to mm-hmm. go to as many road games as they can, and they have not been rewarded. It, not not necessarily Texas ain't won enough, but they hadn't been rewarded with really great locales and locations. Well, and you lost in the Big LSU 12. in the COVID year, so yeah. like that was supposed to be at Baton Rouge, and yeah. you didn't get that one. But just the Big Twelve, you know? What oh, I mean, yeah. you're talking about <laughs> exactly Manhattan. Right? Manhattan, yeah. You said Little there's Apple. no good road TCU, trips. TCU, but that's you know you see Fort Worth, well, exactly. You big. <laughs> Fort Worthless to quote Bobby Hill. Yeah, you know, you're talking about Ames, Iowa. It's just we have not a lot of great. To None me, of them. It's not a lot of great road trips uh, and iconic locations in, uh, except for honestly Texas. 
I hate to say it like that. Yeah. Uh, in and I've never been to Norman, so I don't even know. But I yeah, assume, I've never stepped foot in the state of Oklahoma. I'm gonna just assume that I don't want to go there either. I guess you've only <laughs> been there to f- cover or play Oklahoma State. Uh, yes, yeah, Oklahoma. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Still water. But I've never been to Norman, so I have no idea. But uh, I'm happy for the Longhorn fans, so they got some cool locations. Okay, to the Aggie schedule. Uh, they got they got Notre Dame that year too. Uh, to start out, oh. Nuncon. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I'm assuming not an easy game for the Aggies, so that'll be a tough. They got McNeese, Bowling Green, New Mexico State. Uh, then they got LSU, Missouri, Texas, of course, Arkansas neutral site. I'm assuming that's Jerry World. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Florida, at South Carolina. I think they got a favorable schedule. Yep. LSU and Florida are their two top-tier teams, I'd say, but they don't get Oklahoma where Texas gets Oklahoma. So, yeah, I'd say that their schedule may be a little bit easier than Texas. And they got, to me, I think they got all their tough games. I don't know, that Florida game. I mean, we'll I'm see. Sort of what surprised they didn't get Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, but they, I, uh, they, they did say, at least Peter Burns had reported, that every team in the SEC got either Oklahoma or Texas on their schedule. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody got both. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they got one of each. That's kind of how they divided it up. I could be off about that, but that's what Peter Burns reported. Yep, no, it looks like it. Yeah. Um, but they got Notre Dame's at home for them, LSU's at home for them, Texas at home for them. Now Arkansas is at a neutral side, but at least that's not on the road officially. So to me, because I don't know how, how tough Auburn and at Florida is going to be, I think those could be tough games depending on, you know. And how South Carolina has actually improved. It has improved. But yeah, but think about it, this is like a year. Ahead, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Oh. Be good. South Carolina will be good next year. But yeah. I wonder if they'll be good Two in 2024 because Spencer Rattler came yep. back, mm-hmm. right? So I know they'll be good this year. And I like his head coach Beamer that's there. Yep. The young Beamer. I actually think he's a pretty Shane. good too. Shane Beamer. Um, but yeah, I think they got a favorable schedule. Like I said, no easy schedule. That's favorable at least. Uh, Oklahoma schedule. Uh, they got Temple, Tulane. Hey, man. Hey, Tulane. Sneak up on you. Yeah. Uh, they got. Texas. Tulane almost snuck up on them a couple years ago. Exactly, yeah. Um, Texas, of course, Alabama. Yeah, he did get Bama. Tennessee at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Auburn, at Missouri, and then they got South Carolina, too, on that Yeah, schedule. with Bama and LSU, two tough ones. And then, yeah, I mean, that one's pretty tough considering is, there's not, nobody yeah. that really is that bottom tier because, like, Tennessee's been respectable. So like we we're just saying, South Carolina has been pretty respectable in recent years. Ole Miss has been same with Auburn and Missouri. Are there two weak points to that schedule? I'd say Oklahoma probably has the toughest one that I've just glanced at. Uh, that's a good point though about uh, they don't have any like Kentucky terrible, Vanderbilt. Like, what's the easy SEC win for them? SEC is it Missouri? At Missouri, maybe, and that's a rival, right? For Oklahoma, in Missouri, yeah. is it a rival? Uh, it, it's a true. Oh, they like used big, to both be in big, that big, big eight. eight. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, I think they're kind of an old. So the SEC wants to make that an old rival. Because I mean, considering Texas together. gets Vanderbilt, I know Kentucky exactly. at home and Mississippi State at the home. Vandy, those like, three may be easier yeah. than any of those eight Oklahoma plays. Uh, that's you know what? I'm not. I don't disagree with that. That's three games that you might have easier off than Oklahoma. As I thank you. Schedule makers. Yeah, it depends on what Missouri is uh, in 2024. But you're right, Auburn's always going to be going to have athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Ole Miss. Same with Ole Miss. And then the way the- and Tennessee and South Carolina are trending They're in the right trending direction. In a, yeah, you, yeah, it's not a down Tennessee now. Tennessee's trending in the right direction. Like you so could say that about Kentucky. It's been trending in the right direction, yep. but we still sort of think of Kentucky is Kentucky. But it is taking on another Stoops. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. No, so that's – yeah, I would say out of Texas, uh, Texas and even Oklahoma, Oklahoma might have the toughest of those schedules. But some, it depends on how it shakes out. Help Georgia, Florida, because I like Billy Napier. He he could end up getting Florida back. And, if he and does, I love this anticipation for this schedule. We've went like forty almost minutes talking the, about a schedule two years down the road, and I'm more hey. excited about it now than when we started. Oh, I'm telling you, no, the SEC did it right. Yeah, I mean, they they did like a schedule release show and everything, try to like. Parrot kind of the NFL and what they've done. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, it's it, it's it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be really cool. I think for you know, Texas fans, and aside from whether Texas is gonna win enough games and win the SEC one day and all that kind of stuff, we will have that conversation later. But it there's no doubt Texas Lowhorn fans are gonna be rewarded. Yeah. And for, when we're looking at it like it's it sort of gives me the vibes of like 
all the football we grew up watching, these were all the teams that your parents wanted to talk about? Like, Because there was always like the Rose Bowl game, which was the Big Ten versus the Pac-12, but then it was like all the other football that mattered. It seems to be these teams. Like the mm-hmm. only ones not involved is like Florida State and Miami, and I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't hopping in to join this in the next few years. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. It would only make yep. sense, you know. Like, and you already had that alliance with the Pac-12 and the or the Pac whatever and the Big Ten, and like that's always been what was gravitating towards that one big Rose Bowl game. But like, other than that, the football that's mattered growing up is just congregating together that Big Eight, the Big Twelve, and the SEC right here. Uh, yeah, no, it, it there's no question. It'll be to me the best brand of college football there is. Yeah, I know, and I know the Big Ten's going to be, and the Big Ten actually has actually better TV contracts. One, they're they actually, getting that USC they more, they generate and, more revenue. Yeah, there's going to be the, the two big conferences. Yeah. And, but I, I just think if you're talking about just uh, brands of football and the type of football that I want to watch, it'll definitely be the SEC. Yeah, uh, but the Big Ten's got. I mean, USC it'll be cool. In, it'll be cool. They got a good little mix. Uh, uh, it's definitely it's, it's very. It's a we're uh, in an Android iPhone world of college football now, <laughs> where you basically have just kind of two choices: of the top football, yep, uh, brands, if you will, and products in college football. And it will be SEC or Big Ten, and then Everything they'll meet up. Be it, on a different they'll level. meet up to win it all, and we'll yeah. see who's better. Yeah, you know what? In the, in the expanded playoff, I wonder how many of those teams will end up being SEC and Big Ten. Yeah, in the end, I mean, probably it's all more about than the half. options. Yeah, for sure. If it's twelve, if it's twelve, they'll end up getting eight easily. Yeah, no, they should. Easily. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, right. because yeah. I mean, there's Florida, no, Florida right. State. Like, there's. No, you're right. The ACC, I guess, could sneak in sneak one or two, water, okay. and then you get a mid-major or two. You know, or no, whatever you're right. you call I think them. You're right. I think they would get eight. Yeah, the leftovers <laughs> of the Big Twelve, like get one win from the BYU, Cincinnati, yeah. Houston, and then whatever one of the super small schools, like a team like, hell, UTSA by that time will be like the same way Central Florida or somebody's yeah. always been able to fight through and be undefeated. And then whoever's left from your North Carolina and Florida right. State and They'll Miami. throw some scraps. They'll throw scraps to the, to like the G5. Like if you get one, two, three, four, and then you got four and four from each of the big conferences. And honestly, the Pac-12 might not get any in. No, with the way it's looking. Well, if the way they that don't, they're they're letting USC and UCLA leave to go join the Big Ten. That's what I say. If they if if any other teams leave the Pac-12, and there's a lot of talk the other teams are gonna leave the Pac-12, um, I guarantee you they're gonna be able to keep Washington and Oregon. And I don't know. Nobody knows what Stanford will do. No, oh, yeah. And nobody has any idea. They don't has care. Any idea what Stanford Football, will do? Football, they don't either. care. Um, and so, and right now, the rumors are like that: Colorado and Arizona, uh, maybe looking to jump ship. If they are fragile right now, and they cannot afford another team to to leave, another team leaves, I think that. That conference could implode. Oh yeah, for if that's sure. That's the case for football. For yeah, sure. for no question. Um, one thing I think is good though, since we're talking about expanded playoff and how it affects the twenty twenty four season, the 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 Longhorns and the Aggies uh, rekindling the rivalry. And I'll give props to Craig Way. I remember being on the air with Craig Way when this all went down, and A and M decided they were leaving the Big Twelve and going to mm-hmm. the SEC. And Craig Wade described it perfectly. He said, don't worry. They're not – this is not permanent. It's just temporary. They're like Ross and Rachel. They're going on a break. (laughs) That's all. And he was right. Turns out it's like, what, there's going to be a 13-year break? That's it. Mm -hmm. They're getting back together. Um, But one of the things that – the paranoia that exists uh, between both fan bases about the other is rooted basically, I think, in one stat that – it's you know it does make sense as to why there's so much paranoia about the other program uh, in this rivalry. They've they've only had Texas and Texas A&M. They've only had double digit win seasons once in the same season in their 118 whatever it's years crazy. they played. And a lot a lot of it is I do think part of the structure of college football. And what I mean by that is it's tough for there to be. M- multiple big dogs per state per conference, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just, you know I mean? It, there's no upward mobility in the same state and also in the same conference. That's why Texas and Texas A&M, you know, it had to be one or the other in the Big 12. Yeah, because, because in the pre-'96, you only yes. played 11 games. It was pretty binary. If you yes, beat the exactly. other one, the Done other deal. one had to go on, run the table. And that's why in the in Florida, right, 
And you go look at how Miami and Florida State and Florida could all kind of coexist in the same ecosystem. Different conferences. Exactly. And always and be able to thrive and win championships yep. at different parts of, you know, obviously different reigns and different eras. Um, they were able to do it because they were in different conferences. Mm-hmm. So they had different uh, paths yep. of upward mobility. They didn't have to necessarily intersect and all. Yep. You know, it wasn't like other, the Jordan concept but, where you had to yeah. step on the other to yeah. get and to the And they would play top. each other, actually, because you know, so, yeah. some of them are rivals, but it wouldn't necessarily deter or determine yes. their fate. Yes. All right? And for Texas, Texas and them, their fates were always intertwined mm-hmm. because same state, same conference. And it was actually hope that, and I said this when the Aggies win, I said, listen, guys, the hope is that the Aggies go to the SEC and thrive and win the SEC, and they're so damn good that they go undefeated, and the Longhorns do the same thing in the Big 12 in the same year, and we get the Texas, Texas A&M yeah. National Championship. Would have been so and great. And the whole damn state, all right, is just, you know, riveted yeah. by the, the product of Texas, Texas A&M in a national championship game. Guys, that's the hope. Was, that's always the hope that the Oilers and the Cowboys mm-hmm. play in the Super Bowl. They almost did and in 92. A couple of times. They almost did you know, in 92. A couple of times. They were close. All right, that was always the hope because this is a football state and a football mecca. Longhorn fans are so petty. They don't want to even think well, about that prospect. That's what it was. Yes, they're just petty. They, they, they always believe, and I think both fan bases are like, they believe their success has to be at the expense of the other. Yeah. And I think it's because of that stat and kind of how it's ruled. They've never really had success at the same time, like double-digit win success at the same time. Yep. It just doesn't happen in the same state, in the same conference. But now, with the expanded playoff, it can yep. in the same conference. In the and by the way, no divisions. They had no divisions that's either. Exactly the right. Game so key. they're not going to have any divisions, and they're not going to have. You're not going to have to worry about. Oh man, I got knocked out of the college football playoff conversation because of my one loss. No, actually, you're still going to be in the conversation because, as Matt mentioned, you're going to get four teams probably from the SEC in there, and 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 it, if it, by one year, if one year by chance Texas and Texas A&M are part of those top four teams, which they should be. Yeah. Right, at least one of those teams should be in there year after year. Um, man, we still can get the Texas Texas A and M postseason matchup with championship aspirations on the line. And you hit on it right there when talking about the divisions, and I love that the SEC is not doing it because that's what really was the fatal flaw of the Big 12 and not being able to send a true champion all the time because they wanted to have – because at first when they were like, well, we're going together, it's like, no, no, but we'll keep the the Southwest Conference people together and the guys up there together. Mm -hmm. And it was basically like two separate conferences that only got one team in instead of two and you really hamstrung yourself by forcing Texas and Oklahoma and then when A&M and Tech came up that they had to fight for this one spot not only for the one spot to go the one spot to go to go because you had to win the Big 12 12, and then the Big 12 12. North just got a free chance to go in there and upset the South and they did it a lot and it was (laughs) the own the own allegiance to traditionalism, that mm-hmm. wanting to have this yeah. uh, traditional Southwest Conference feel, and I love that the SEC is not doing that, like and they that. understand that they don't want to keep the path to the top to the championship. Take because like it really was pointless to make yourself sort of just have two separate groups where you forced elimination of each other. If they were cuz Texas and Oklahoma could have played each other in a championship game back oh, then. Yeah. If you would have been able to yeah. go and have, have one be able to go yeah. to the championship game and then say Texas beat Oklahoma one year when they were undefeated and they would still yeah. get in, who knows what how it would have played out that way. It would have been a lot better for the Big 12 instead the Big 12 was always the one team that sort of eliminated themselves from it because of the way that they aligned the conference. It's a great point, and you'd, you'd had way more Texas, like the 2018 Texas OU mm. rematches in the Big 12 title game, yep. which I know it some been Big cool. 12 schools would have hated, but it would have been good for But the it would also would have been the most fair. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been the, the best two teams would have been playing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, uh, that's enough schedule conversation. Uh, next week, Jeff will be back, and we'll get back to uh, some more X's and O's and breaking down some Texas football, but schedule conversation was fun. Thanks, Matt, for everything you do, brother. Appreciate yeah, you. you too, man. Couldn't be thanking you more than I do. Yeah, uh, I want to thank the uh, the folks at 104.9 The Horn. Thank the folks at Horns 24-7. Thank all you out there for listening. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week uh, right here, same time, same place. Peace.
You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.